Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, with my main man, Grayson Boone. And folks, we have yet another addition in the portal, but that means we have another departure, which is, you know, we're we're a little sad about it. We're we're sad to see uh Mahortis go. However, he was cleared for his waiver, and we're gonna talk about what that means. And in Memphis, it is not a parade inside that city for many reasons, one of which is a point guard that could be bringing his way to NC State. We'll talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Grace, are you ready to get into it? I'm ready. Let's do it. All righty. Well, before we do, I've got to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So we've got all the portal talks. We've got all the scholarship talk. We've got all of it here. So stick around while we break it down on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So first thing first, I would like to say, if you're eating your steak uh, further than medium, jail immediately. Don't pass, don't pass, go, don't collect 200, jail. But anywho, Grayson, how was your weekend, man? It was good. Um, I didn't do a whole lot personally, but sometimes that makes for some of the best weekends. But there was a lot going on in the uh, the world of Wolfpack. There was some good, there was some bad. But uh, in in an effort to honor Scott Van Pelt here, I'm going to tell you the best thing I saw from this past weekend, and that was our women's tennis team who won the ACC championship. And I'll tell you why this is significant. One, it's the first time we've ever done this in school history. So that enough is incredible. That's an incredible accomplishment. Number two, I think you'll be pleased to hear that we beat UNC to mm. take the title. We, we beat who to take the title? Just one more time for me. It rolls uh, off your that tongue would be so great. The University of North Carolina, mm. the Tar Heels. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Just and if you sure. needed just, sure. just a little bit more, if you needed a cherry on top, North Carolina was undefeated coming into this championship match in which NC State took home the ACC title. So, Salute to our women's tennis team. That is an incredible accomplishment. Um, you know, speaking for all of Wolfpack Nation, we're extremely proud to bring home the hardware. Um, and I'm sure it's very well deserved with the incredible season that they are having on the tennis court. Absolutely. And, and let me just say this, you know, at NC State, we get excited about everything. We're easily excitable people. Any win that we see is a damn good one. And this falls into that category. This is a damn good win for the pack. Um, anytime we can get a conference championship, it's absolutely great. This is a school that is starting to be a school of champions all around. And I'm telling you, we're waiting on you, the big three. Y'all know who you are to break your ACC championship curse. But we're not talking about y'all right now. We're talking about women's tennis. Congratulations for doing y'all thing. Peace and love to y'all. Keep it up. Keep the great stuff rolling. And, and, you know, get up, bring us more rings, bring us more chips, have that uh, trophy, have that trophy case packed out. 
You get the pun, packed out. You love it. Anyway, yeah, go ahead and do your thing, woman. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was an excellent thing that we saw over the weekend, and it's kind of refreshing to see NC State becoming, you know, a, a further step in the direction of like an everything school. We're we're becoming slowly better at seemingly everything, and I think in turn that will eventually help, quote unquote, the big three. But now getting into uh, the meat of this episode. We had some more basketball news over the weekend, something we've kind of been waiting on because we've been hearing whispers about it. Uh, This is referring to Dusan Mahorchich. He did get approved for his medical hardship waiver, so that was very exciting. Um, You know, a lot of people were waiting in the wings to kind of hear how this was going to turn out. There was a lot of speculation on uh, how exactly we would bring him back if that were the case. Um, I was hearing a lot that they were basically going to take Mahorchich off of scholarship, cover his scholarship using NIL, and then use his scholarship spot to then try and attract another player out of the portal. Well, it seems like that turned out to be the plan. However, we could only really be so excited at the announcement of Mahorchich getting his medical redshirt waiver. And I do want to point out that when this came out, I believe this was on Saturday afternoon, maybe Saturday morning, the vibes were kind of off when this came out because Mm -hmm. it just came from a screenshot of his Instagram page. And after that, it kind of slowly came out in the rest of, I guess, like Wolfpack news. But more often than not, when something significant happens like this, you'll see the main Wolfpack firms come out and say, you know, this is the news. This is why this is why this is why it is significant. Somebody's and I wasn't going to get on the phone with him and have the whole like, hey, how you doing? Did it, uh, record that, record him, make exactly. the video said, hey, Wolfpack Nation, I'm back. Did it, uh, the hype video. And it just didn't right. happen. And I wasn't seeing any of that. So then my wheels got spinning and I was like, this feels like there's something more to this. Well, nothing else happened on Saturday, but wouldn't you know it? Sunday, Sunday evening, bang. Mahorchich is now into the transfer portal. And there's a lot more to sort of digest with this as well. Um, Hearing the things I've been hearing, I think this ultimately makes sense. Um, I Again, this is all speculation. I don't know, per se, the hard facts of what has been going on. But it sounds to me like... um, this had reached a situation where there, the health of Mahorchich was a bit of a concern in that he wouldn't be able to return to the court until potentially the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. And so taking Keats's side of the street here, I can understand why this would be a, a mutual decision to part ways and then use his, his eligibility spot here to try and give to someone else. I, I completely understand that. Um, I also understand that it sounded like Dusan was wanting to stay here. Um, so I'm sure that was an extremely difficult conversation between, uh, coach Keats and Dusan whenever that took place. Um, but yeah, so he enters the portal. So he was able to get his, his, uh, his waiver for his, his medical red shirt. That's great because I do think he should end his college career on the court instead of on the sideline. Um, as he did miss the remainder of uh, last season after he went down with a knee injury. So that was great. Um, 
very happy that he's going to get to play. And then I'll wrap this up here. We roll into Monday, and I start hearing that we have another potential commit on campus with an official visit. Uh, this commit goes by the name of Mohamed Diara. He is a 6'10 power forward slash center from Missouri. And a couple hours later, bang, he commits. And so in a whirlwind, in about a probably less than a 24-hour whirlwind, we have Mohorcic, he's back, he's gone, and now we have a replacement. Just like that. The kitchen stayed on for Kevin Keats. Yeah, yeah. So, so Ken, what is your summary? What's your synopsis of the situation here? I mean, as a as a guy who, you know, had injuries and all that, I, my heart goes out to Mahorchic because I understand. You know what I mean? I understand at a very high level uh, that most people cannot relate to, like, what it feels like to want so badly to give your all and, and do everything, but your body physically can't do it. And it ends up being a situation that's not tenable for for either you or the team or both parties where you just you, – you can't uh, really go anymore. And, and so – um, you know, from what I've heard from the medical folks I've talked to about his injury, they're like, I mean, that was that was a rough one. And um, he could potentially have another surgery on the way, which is absolutely crazy if that's the case. Mm-hmm. I hope that that's not I hope that that's not the case. I hope that that is very much so not the case. But um, with that being said, you know, again, it's whether we want to realize it or not, whether we want to talk about it or not, even though this is amateur sports let me make sure we get both hands in here amateur sports like it's very much so a performance-based industry and and if you can't perform even if it's not your fault things kind of work out in the way that they do sometimes you know what i mean and that's just uh the reality there but muhammad diara is a player that i've heard talked about in terms of like an a kind of unlimited upside type of guy right kind of a started playing basketball later than most um is is very raw but has all the tools there shows flashes type of guy and i'm like that's what this roster needs at a very high level because i don't think that he comes in and is instantly disgruntled if he's not taking a ton of minutes off of dj burns or um isaiah miranda right right away i don't think that's the case here i think this is a guy who's been at juco earned his stripes a little bit you know did did the thing down there Came up to Missouri, didn't play much last year on a very good team with a pretty good front court there. This is a guy that I think, again, he can be impactful, but more importantly, he can learn and soak up that knowledge from a a big, a very veteran big who's been to three schools, who's played college basketball for what, going on five or six years now in DJ Burns. This is, I think this is a a great get for the pack. Right. It definitely is. So, in summary, again, here of uh, Mohamed Diara, he was the number one JUCO recruit in 2022. Um, and then he he did ultimately commit to Missouri, where he spent his last his most recent basketball season. Um, he's from Paris, France. So he's an international player, which I find interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has two years of eligibility remaining, which I think is a key piece to this as well. I think, I mean, ultimately what we're now learning here is college basketball is very much a revolving door. And in year, year two of the transfer portal here, you have no idea at the end of the season, who's going to stay and who's going to go. It's wild. It's hard to keep track of nowadays. 
And it's also hard, I guess it's kind of hard for the fans who grow attachments to these players and they want to try and learn so much about them. And then the season's gone, poof, they're out the door. But can I can I say and and you know what let me let me say this we got to go to break here but I'm going to talk a little bit about that when we come back because there's a there, I I feel very strongly about this and and something that college basketball is changing and it's kind of like the fans are are naturally changing with it and we'll we'll you know we'll talk about that in just a second but before we do I've got to talk to you all about FanDuel folks. Grand slams, no hitters, double plays, all that is back. Playoff Jimmy Butler is back, and there's no better place to get in on all the MLB, NBA. Uh, I I hear that the Hurricanes are doing great things, whooping the wheels off the Islanders, the NHL, you name it. And you can get in on the action at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can sign up and step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. Just imagine that, right? Imagine if somebody told you you got to hit a ground ball on Roger Clemens, and even if you miss, you're still going to get money. You would do it, right? Because it's a win-win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up. Place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official sports book partner of Major League Baseball. Now, Grayson, I kind of got into this right before we went to break, but with the way that college basketball is now, and I'm being very honest about this, and I I don't mean to make this um, rude, or I'm not trying to denigrate anybody, but the way that college basketball is now, do fans really grow heavy attachments to these individual players. And I say that because two of the players that we've talked about majorly today, or really three, right? In Mohorchic, NC State was his what? Second or third school? A third. He was at Illinois State, then Utah, now NC State, right? We More than that. Would you believe NC State was his fifth school? That was his fifth college? His fifth college. But that, which, which means he's now moving on to his sixth, sixth college. college. Yeah. But you, but you see what I mean? Like I do. I get how, it. Th- we're not talking about like the seventies, eighties, and nineties where it's like, oh, Derek Wittenberg is going to play here for four years. Oh, Thurl Bailey's going to play here for three, four years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, these those... guys are going to be here for you know, Cat uh, Barber's going to be here for three years. You know, that's that's not the reality of this thing anymore. It's just not. And it would it would be great if it was even. As as late as I want to say, what was it uh uh TJ Warren? That hey, he's gonna be here for three, four years, whatever the case may be. It's just not the case anymore. We don't see those longtime players sticking around for years and years and years. Look at last year's team, look at our top two scores. Who were they? It was uh Jarkel Joyner, who was on his third school at NC State, and it was Tequavian Smith, who was in his second year. And and we all knew, like, hey, him giving us more than one was like, hey, that's a good thing for us. We we kind of got one there, and that was that. But that's the reality. The biggest personality on this team is DJ Burns, who's on his third school. So, like, I understand that, that fans kind of build attachments to these players, but I think that fandom in college basketball is changing. That is not so much about the players as it is about the team in certain ways because it, just, it can't be because your favorite players – 
I mean, one of my favorites was Shaq Moore. And he was playing big minutes and he was doing I, good I things. I miss Shaq Moore. I do. He was, and we all miss him. And he was just gone. It was just like, yeah. wait, what happened? What? Why, why is Shaq leaving? So, you know, it's, it's kind of the nature of the game, but it's, it's, I, I think that fans are handling the adjustment better than expected. I agree. I mean, I, I do think that fans are still growing attachments to these players. I mean, obviously, DJ Burns became the most popular as quickly as he did, but I think Jarkel Joyner won over a lot of Wolfpack fans and he became a fan favorite. And that's a different situation because, you know, he only had one year of eligibility left. Right. So you can't do much a whole or can't do really, can't really do anything about that. But while fans are, you know, still having these attachment to the players. Yes. I, I do think fans are also going to have to adapt to this because yeah, I mean, opening the doors to Narnia here where players can just run free and pick out a school where they would like to go essentially you know it's that's that's how it is nowadays and and i do think at the end of the day it is a good thing because i think more often than not you're going to see players wind up in a better situation that suits them best rather mm. than yes staying and perhaps your your college experience doesn't shape out the way you wanted it to mm. now you have the ability to go and see what else is out there and perhaps make something work for yourself. And then the last part of this conversation I think always gets thrown in is that these coaches have been able to just zip yeah. across to another yeah. team with yeah. no no revolving circumstances. They can just take a payday let's, and they're off into the sunset. Let's not forget, and we don't get political on this show, and so we're not going to do it now. However, U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville is the greatest example of this in college sports history do you remember what tommy tuberville did that was so like wait what he did what in terms of coaching coaches having freedom of movement you're gonna have to refresh me but i know he was at auburn so he left recruits at dinner to go take his new job he that's literally right. that's right that's right he that's literally right. had a bunch of recruits at dinner and everybody's sitting down, eating, breaking bread, all that good stuff. That's right. And he left the recruits at dinner to go take his new job. And it was like, wait a minute, what? Like, that's, what? How? That's cold-blooded. How, how do you – and again, this isn't just like – this isn't just like some random um, – this isn't just some random like, oh, yeah, this is a, a no big deal. You know, these players weren't supposed to be there anyway. He was down in Lubbock at Texas Tech, literally hosting these players on their official visit, which means that there was a lot of coordination that went into this. And when he up and decided, when he up and got the call from Cincinnati, he said, all right, cool, appreciate it, and left, hopped on the jet, and was going to Cincinnati, and the players had no clue. Ooh. They sat there and waited for about 30, 45 minutes, like, wait, is, is Coach coming back? And one of the assistants let him know, like, hey, um, Coach Tuberville is uh, no longer with us, and then they left. That's nasty work. So That's I mean, it, it's it's it, the recruit game has always been nasty work. It's, but but it's an evil world we live in. It's an evil world we live in. <laughs> but thanks to some rather um, interesting figures that have emerged recently, we've been hearing some of how the evil world that we live in is working in NC State's favor, Mister Trilly Donovan. Now. 
I know most of you are looking at this name saying, truly Donovan, like, what is that? He has been very spot on with his recruiting predictions for multiple teams. And NC State is one that he has been fairly spot on about in terms of the transfer portal so far. Jaden Bradley, point guard, the guy that I said he's a table setter supreme. Well, folks, just when we thought that he was taking his picnic setting abilities on over to Memphis, next thing you know, we're hearing that there's something odd going on, potentially with some NIL workings over there somehow. The, the money ain't adding up. The price is way too high. You need to cut it. Something along those lines happening. <laughs> and it's a potential situation where Mr. Bradley could find himself in Raleigh. Grayson, what are you thinking here? So just a little bit of a background here for people that don't know. Um, yes, so Trilly Donovan here, it's a, it's an unusual username. I get that it probably looks like a bot to some people, but he has kind of come out of nowhere and has become a key college basketball transfer portal insider. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe me, I encourage you to go to his page and just you know take a trip down his timeline and see all of the things that he has been right about the past couple weeks. So, for example... DJ Horn to NC State, he had that correct. He had yep. MJ Rice correct. He mentioned that Jaden Bradley was going to be looking at NC State, but he was hearing that it was much more likely that Bradley was going to end up at Memphis. Well, now it seems like something fishy, as he says in this tweet, is going on at Memphis. I've heard it's NIL related. Um, and so it appears that NC State is very much still in play Jaden Bradley and absolutely much like an MJ Rice this would be a monumental accomplishment if Keats is able to land Bradley out of the portal again Bradley is another five-star all-american he's a transfer coming from Alabama so he was a freshman playing you know consequential minutes on Mm -hmm. what was the number one basketball team in the country for much of the year last year so he is I mean, just a freshman last year, but I would say his game is proven. He's a proven, as you mentioned, Kenton, table setter supreme. I think he is that. And so buckle up. We're still in the mix. But here's where I want to tie back in uh, the beginning of this episode and talking about Mahorchic and scholarships. Because with the addition of Mohamed Diara, We are now at max capacity. The hotel is full. So I've heard that we're continually recruiting Bradley, which makes it very interesting because what does this mean? It means somebody's going to get up out of here if this comes to fruition. And now that, that is, I think, the ugly side of the transfer portal and how everything shakes out now. Because you got a lot to say, Kenton, but I think... Because there's an answer here. There's an answer here, but go ahead. Proceed. I'm wondering if I'm about to say it, but I think if you have a shot at a Jaden Bradley type, a five-star All-American McDonald's type, Mm -hmm. I think you take that shot every single time. Absolutely. Every single time. 100%. Go ahead. 100%. I like LJ Thomas. I like Breon Pass. They're both fine players. Knock it off. Gets me. Gets me. And even further, even further. So we just lost an offensive lineman who was on scholarship 
on the transfer portal for football. Why am I talking about football? What was Breon Pass also a three or I want to say a three-star athlete in? He was a he was a corner and a receiver. Listen, again, I mean, if you're looking at a scholarship situation, I heard that people they were gonna try to somehow make Mahorchis a walk on to supplement his scholarship with NIL or whatever. Guess what would happen if you were to go over to another sport and be a scholarship athlete over there and just happen to play both? We've seen it before. We we've seen it. Russell West, I mean Russell Wilson was technically a walk-on for the baseball team, right? Like correct, yeah. Yeah, he was a he didn't count as a scholarship on the baseball team because he was on scholarship for football. Breon, put your cleats on, big dog. That's the <laughs> only way. If you like Raleigh that much, go on and grab a helmet, go on and grab some shoulder pads, brother. Go on and get no disrespect to you. You know what I mean? I, Listen, we we need him covering the slot receivers. I I need him as the slot receiver. What you mean? Yeah. <laughs> a a Nate can put some use to you. Like, come on, come on now. We, I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. But no, in all seriousness, um, this could be one of those situations where, like you said, it's it's the ugly part of it where you know, I I know that everybody says, oh, you can't fire players because it's college football and it's amateur athletics. I'm here to tell you today. I'm for, I play the Cas Tech. For those of you who don't know, Cas Tech is a football powerhouse in the Midwest. We send a ton of players to school every year, at least eight to ten to FBS programs every single year. Every year, we have all seen everybody from every school, you know, every conference. Be it the the MAC, be it the the Big Ten, be it the uh, Pac-12, be it the the WAC conference, be it the Big Twelve. SEC, we've all ACC, we've all seen sometimes players get fired. Like that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Sometimes they call it over recruiting, but it's it, you got fired. They they did not think you were good enough and had a chance at somebody that was better than you and just bring in a better guy. So um, if they can figure out a way to work out that scholarship number, I'm not saying that I've given you the answer to work out the scholarship number. To not have to get rid of one of those guys, but uh, I'm just saying I don't see too many other players that you could put on scholarship for another sport where like they legitimately had the offer anyway for that sport. So, you know, just a little thought there. I think uh, you know we we've been repeatedly saying that Keats is cooking. He's been in the kitchen. I think adding a Jaden Bradley would just be the perfect little rosemary flakes. On top of the medium, medium cooked steak. Medium, medium. I, I disagree. I think adding Jaden Bradley in is adding the perfect side dish. It's adding the perfect. I mean, the the side that brings it all together. You know what I mean? Like if you've ever had the the mashed potatoes at Sullivan's, that type of side. If you've ever had the bread from Amidios, that type of side. That whatever you get from Amidios, that bread is gonna bring it together. It ties it's the time. whole thing together. It break, yeah, yeah. It, there's and, and you know I, I'm I'm a food guy. I'm a little bit of a foodie. I can tell you about a ton of restaurants in the area. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the right side. Mm, it just it, it it brings it. It makes it all work well together. And again, I'm gonna tell you now, a guy a guy like uh, Jaden. That's a guy that you wanna. I'm just saying, you hey. And by the way, I'm a, I want to point out something about Trilly Donovan. 
did y'all realize if if you haven't noticed yet it is billy donovan obviously the the name and the <laughs> the profile is a wordplay on billy donovan but inside of billy donovan's hands is a what grayson <laughs> it's a portal it's a portal inside his hands trilly donovan is about this life people put some respect on trilly's name okay <laughs> Put some respect on <laughs> Trilly's name. So, you know, I, I, I'm I interested to see how this Jaden Bradley situation plays out. Again, I think that this roster is coming together in an amazing way. I think that Jaden Bradley is the final piece to putting something. Like, I, I think either either way, next year is going to be a really good season. But I think Bradley is the, the final piece to – we have not had this type of point guard in – I mean, when when is the last time we had a really, really good distributor like that's his main deal at point guard here cuz i i'm trying to think back and i really can't remember i would put cat barber in that position um would you? he's more of a, he was more of a scorer out of necessity yeah, yeah it, it for me it always felt like cat barber was more of a scorer who like i yeah. mean if y'all going to make me play the point i guess i'll figure out how to distribute but it you could tell that that wasn't like what he wanted that it didn't seem like that was like his game per se. Like it didn't seem like setting other guys up was like, this is what I enjoy more than anything else. I don't, I don't care about me getting a bucket. I want to set up guys. That's what I want to do. So, you know, it's, it's been quite some time. It's been quite some time uh, since we've had a, a pure passer, the likes of a Jaden Bradley come through Raleigh. And, and it would be great to, to see if we could get him because, you know, again, love me some Penny Hardaway. That's my guy. That is my my dear brother in Cal Palpasai. But, hey, I had Keats is in the portal. He put his apron on. He put his chef hat back on. He said, y'all thought I was done. The wrist is still whipping. The product is still cooking. We still got it rolling over here. So, you know, good things to hear there. Grayson, give me a last word on all this madness we've seen in the portal over these last few weeks. Talk to me. Let Keats cook. No better words than that. No better words have ever been spoken. Wolfpack Nation, I thank you all so very much for coming out. Every single time that y'all do, y'all make this show what it is. And by the way, please tell us in the comments, who's the last really good pass first point guard that NC State had? Because now I'm very interested in this. I'm I'm genuinely racking my brain here because I'm like, was it was it Beverly? And then I'm like, no, he was a shooter. Uh, who maybe was Maybe Javi Gonzalez on way back. Mm, mm, okay. I can see it. I can see it. I, I can see it. So, with Wolfpack Nation, let us know. Who was the last great passing point guard that we had that made an impact here? Thank you all so very much for coming out. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. Go Pack. You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you.